are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to everyone listening to Skywatchers Radio. We want to apologize, firstly, before doing our standard intro, for the delay. We actually have an amazingly amazing guest uh, this week, and because he's a little bit on the controversial side, for some odd, unspeakable, unaccountable reason, uh, we cannot figure out why we had some technical difficulties, but I believe we've actually solved them. The person that we actually have tonight is named Sean, and we're just going to leave his last initial as B. Um, I'm going to get into going into a little bit about him very shortly, but first I want to do my traditional introduction. I'm also under the impression Sean has tweeted out to over 2 million plus of people that follow him that he's going to be on the show tonight. Uh, that should actually bump up our numbers just a little bit more than usual, but I want to point out that uh, he's actually going to be talking about some really, really, really interesting topics that a lot of people um, would consider controversial. He's a very popular um, conspiracy activist, not theorist. He actively pursues and participates in uncovering conspiracies, and I'm going to let him talk later on in the show today at somewhere about a quarter to 12 East Coast time, which is in about, hold on, let me do the math, uh, somewhere about 20 minutes, or I'm going to get him in at the top of the hour. Uh, my name is Alan Weiler. I am your host for Skywatchers Radio. We obviously focus on ufology as well as other things that go bump or growl in the night, which will obviously be uh, Sasquatches and other things that we believe that are real and can be quantified and measured and proven that they exist. Uh, you're in the first portion of our show, I always like pointing out, which is what we call the open banter and who the guest is. Uh, I'm going to be telling you a little bit about the guest as well as doing a little bit of open banter about some of the things that have happened in the news and in the world this week. Uh, as I said, today is going to be the 21st of August uh, 2018. Uh, in the Mayan calendar, it is... Uh, I have no idea what that actually translates to, but I think that might be part of the Mayan calendar, uh, and I'm going to have a little bit of fun with the show. Uh, major news that has happened, uh, more things are getting uncovered uh, and spoken about with the government in reference to the Space Force. Uh, last week, we had a really amazing guest uh, talking about the Space Force, and you guys should download that podcast to actually listen to it because it was Quite an interesting 
conversation to say the least um by the way if you do want to call in tonight i am now going to give everybody 15 seconds to find the time to get a pen and paper or to actually get a um get their notepad open so they can actually find uh our number which is going to be really easy to remember i just have to find it because i always forget it and I know it starts with 786 245 245 voice from above 245 8127 8127 that's right <laughs> thank you as said from the voice from above uh, thank you for the voice above 786 245 8127 Yes, so Simba. Did I did I get that right? Yes. It sounds like the voice of Simba. Show Simba. And I, I'm like not Simba. Mufasa. That's right. It's the voice of Musa. Mufasa. Yes. Um. Excellent. So it's seventy six two forty five. 8127. Please jot that down because a lot of you are probably going to want to call in and talk to our interesting guest. Now, a little bit about the guest. His name is Sean and. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name in public. How, how do you pronounce your name? Bosilovic. It is Sean Bosilovic. Now, also known as Sean Q in his circles, and uh, according to him, uh, by the Secret Service, as well as the FBI and a couple of other people. The reason being is is because Sean has been involved in actually a couple of different organizations, which some of you may or may not have heard of. Uh, the Whistleblowers, America's Deadly Sins, Bikers for Trump, and he's also uh, one of the key people that has actually forced and released the documents that forced Edward Snowden to leave the United States. Now, obviously, I'm hoping Sean is, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Angel is putting in the dun-dun-dun when it comes to that part. Um, he's also actually, uh, reason being he's on the show tonight is is because he actually caught some really interesting, what we're calling UFOs, but for all we know, might be government drones that have been following him for a couple of weeks. Oddly enough, he's got some video and photo of things he cannot explain flying through the air. Now, I personally am not going to disclose my connection to him and how I know him, but he's going to be our guest, and it's going to be entertaining to say the least. Some of the other topics besides the UFO he's seen, and you'll be able to see on our website as well as Facebook page quite shortly, uh, some of the other things he's been involved with is been exposing the Uranium One uh, story, as well as the Bundy uh, standoff exposure, as well as the Leroy Finnegan drone, the guy that was shot uh, and was it was recorded by a drone. Uh, he's been involved in bringing that to public light. And uh, <laughs> this one I love. He actually was one of the key people in charge of making sure B Black Lives Matter stood down at the RNC event. He was also a key figure in uh, the deplorable ball exposure and a whole bunch of other things. But we're not going to get into that just yet. We're going to have all sorts of questions getting thrown at him. So, folks, hang on. Strap in. We're going to be laying some knowledge down on you both on the UFO side 
as well as the government side. So we don't know what's going to get exposed tonight. And if we do have some sudden technical difficulties again, uh, all I could say is, oops. Um, he, the guy's got 25 years of experience, experience in the conspiracy community. And uh, we're going to be focusing on some really, really interesting topics tonight. But I'm going to stop there. I'm going to review some of that when I intro him. Uh, since I have a whole bunch of things to rant about, I'll probably actually bring him in at the top of the hour instead of a quarter to the hour. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to some news. Uh, major interesting things that happened in the news today, or not today, but this week in ufology. We gotta find a good, good type of an intro for that. This, this, this week, week, week in ufology. G, 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 G. Um, let's see. Uh, UFOs seriously episode two was posted on openminds.tv and they go over a whole bunch of interesting things. This episode that they did was primarily over the Project Blue Book. Uh, obviously, we all know it's the U.S. government's technically, quote-unquote, official UFO investigation. And uh, they're coming out with an upcoming TV show of the same name. I don't know who's producing it. I don't know how um, – how can I phrase this nicely? I don't know how much they've expanded on uh, the actual fact and turned it into fiction. But we're going to see. Um, let's see. The show talks about the Space Force. Uh, a project started to scientifically analyze UFOs, alleged materials, and UFO sightings by astronauts and more. Uh, on UFOs Seriously Labs, they try to take a serious look at the topic and related issues uh, of observation of objects seen in the sky uh, and that remain a mystery to us. The primary host is our good friend, Alejandro Rojas, and he shares all sorts of incredible updates, incredible information regarding UFOs, including the search for ET life and the quest for us to become a spacefaring race. Uh, if none of you know this, Alejandro, who's a great guy to hang and deal with, uh, is a journalist who has covered UFOs for nearly 20 years. He also writes online at Open Minds TV and a couple of other sites uh, about space, science, science fiction, and entertainment as well, too. He's been featured on many television programs and recently gave a presentation on the effort to get humans to Mars for the National Geographic's San Diego Comic-Con Nerd Night Party. This guy's got some credentials, and you guys should really, really take a look at what he's done. Uh, really great guy. He's good, good people. Other things that have happened in UFO news, uh, more stuff that has happened in Antarctica, apparently. Uh, I don't know if anybody's been listening and seeing what's going on there. Um, we've actually had some interesting news there where they found some cavernous openings in the ice. Um, there have been found apparently possibly Viking ships as well as other crafts um it's really interesting to find out folks uh how long antarctica has actually been visited and traveled to now if vikings got there in the 1500s and 1600s other interesting news uh ufo fox news put this up i found that fascinating ufo speculation surges after north carolina lake video goes viral. I don't know if anybody's actually seen the uh, lake video or not, but Skype actually, I'm sorry, not Skype, uh, Fox News actually has it up, and it's actually really, really interesting. Um, now, here's the caveat to this. I'm not going to read the article just yet. 
I know about this already. Um, oddly enough, the Goodyear blimp was in the area those few days when this was recorded. I don't know if it was flown – if this is the Goodyear blimp or not. It obviously doesn't really look like a blimp based on the shape, but who knows what it could be. But here's the story. A video of a UFO flying over North Carolina has gone viral. This is from Fox News. Hang on a second. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't put this up on Fox News, did you? Oh, okay. Someone's telling me that they put this up on Fox News, and I'm like, yeah, right. Uh, prompting speculation to believe that the object may in the video may not be of this world. Uh, the exceptionally shaky video posted by Jason Swing on May 29th was taken over Lake Norman in North Carolina. It's gone viral, having been viewed more than 25, I'm sorry, 250,000 times. Doing the math, that's a quarter of a million people. Uh, as viewers scratch their heads trying to make sense of what they are seeing. In the video, though, the description Swig, in the video's description, Swig says that he was working at about 10.30 in the morning on a rainy day. The rain had finally stopped, so we went out to pick up a boat from Lake Norman. When I came around the corner, I don't know what corner is at the lake, but okay, uh, I saw this thing sitting still and very close. Naturally, the talk immediately turned to an extraterrestrial craft, although many commenters believe Swig's video is likely a hoax due to the shaky footage and the fact that Swig cuts off the video rather promptly. Obviously, people have said, next time you try and film a UFO, please try to jump around a little bit more. Also adding, a degree of blur would be a good touch. Uh, he's also quoted at uh, on the uh, thing, I'm videoing a UFO, but I've got something more important to do. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I want it to be real, but I'm not sure. Friends, take a look. Take a look. Call me. Tell me what you think. Anyway, but aliens Squash. always feel themselves. You're calling Bat Squatch? You saw the video? Angel is calling Bat Squatch on the video. Anybody else want to comment? And by the way, Angel, would you like to care to explain what Bat Squatch? Well, never mind. I'll explain Bat Squatch. You do it. Bat Squatch, for those of you who have not listened to our show in 2015 and 2016, we actually had a gentleman on the show that had claimed that he had actually seen what was called a Bat Squatch, which was a flying bat-winged Sasquatch. Now, I personally called Bull Twinkies on him. Live on the show. Uh, so I'm talking to him, and I'm he's explaining Bat Squatch, and I'm like, great. So it was a full-size Sasquatch with bat wings. Can you tell me how big the wings were? Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, it was about 10 feet on each side for, for the wings of the Bat Squatch. And I'm like, really? So you're telling me a 450-plus-pound Sasquatch has enough... Okay, I gotta, I, I gotta cut you off there, and and I'm not using God's voice. I, I gotta make sure this story goes out correct. Okay, um, go ahead. The guest did not say that he saw the bat squatch. He reported that it has been reported locally by a few other individuals over oh, the I, last. Oh, I could have sworn he said he saw. No, uh, he actually is a good friend of the show, and uh, and now that's why I, I jumped in. Uh, what he said was that this is something that's been reported several times over in the Northwest, 
and it's something that more and more people are seeing, and then he went into detail. I think you missed that part of the conversation. And uh, then he went into conversation about what people were seeing, and that's when you jumped in with Bull Twinkies. I think you were just thinking about Twinkies, and you just wanted like to say Bull Twinkies. Yes, I need my Twinkie. Well, yeah. let me. Oh, that's right. We're not. We're not on the other network right now, so no. I can say bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Go. Anyway, what ended up with was he was telling me that it had a twenty-foot wingspan total across, that's and I'm like, "There's no correct. way." Yeah. That was, that was, and, I, yeah. and I'm saying there's no way in hell that. A 450-plus pound animal can be lifted by only a 20-foot wingspan, no matter how quickly and how hard you're flapping. At which point, this gentleman turned around and said, well, maybe he was wearing an anti-gravity belt. That's what set me off with the butt squatch. Okay? Come on, folks. Sasquatch wearing an anti-gravity belt with wings so he can fly. Oh, but, uh, but, hold on. But a, uh, 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 Bigfoot, it's okay. I mean, aliens, sure, but that's where you draw okay. the line. That's right. You show me any Sasquatch that has proven high technology with all the proven reports of Sasquatches. First thing I was get an actual Sasquatch and, and and show them to you. We could go to all the stuff that's on YouTube, whether it's a gorilla suit or a real Sasquatch. Not one of them is wearing a fancy anti gravity belt. There's when a- the guy turned around and said to me, well, he must have been wearing an anti-gravity belt, that set it off. I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, no. It's good I'm to sorry. know you have lines that you, you don't cross. That's good to know. Yes, I have lines that I don't cross. And then, of course, we had that guy who sent in the sketch of a Sasquatch wearing a Batman costume. That was even better for Batsquatch. That was good. That was good. Anyway, so that's why you're calling Bat Squatch on this video of in North Carolina. Yes. You're just not buying it. Okay. That's a fair enough answer. But let me ask you, the photos and the video that our guest that's coming up, Sean, has sent you, you've had a chance to look at, I hope. Do you think those might be real? Mm, He's Maybe. Maybe. Well, we're going to get him on in about 20 minutes, so um, we're, we're, we're going to have an interesting conversation about UFOs and some other things he's been involved with. Now, back to some other news. Uh, other news. Um, I can continue the story about North Carolina, but I'm going to choose not to, folks. Uh, both Angel and I are calling Bat Squatch on it, you know, so we're just going to skip. Oh, by the way, folks, don't forget um, – if anybody's actually watched the Perseid meteor shower this past week that has gone by, I would love for someone to send me photos and tell me what they thought of the uh, meteor show. Uh, it was just amazing for me. Anyway, another interesting story that's come out. Unknown northern lights and streams of lights have been starting to appear. Late at night, uh, this article, by the way, comes also from Fox News. Wow, we're leaning a little bit uh, to the Fox News world. Okay. Um, late night on July 25th, the thin river of purple light slashed through the skies in northern Canada in an arc that seemed to stretch hundreds of miles into space. It was a magnificent, mysterious, borderline miraculous sight, and the group of citizen skywatchers who witnessed it decided to give the phenomenon a fittingly majestic name, 
Steve. Don't ask me why they call it Steve, but they did. The funny part is, is that it was given its coincidence with the Northern Lights. Steve was just thought to be part of the Aurora Borealis, but the shimmering sheets of nighttime color that appear in the that appear in the sky are that are charged particles of plasma that streak out of the sun and sail across the solar space winds uh, and jolt down to Earth's magnetic field towards the planet poles is what normally creates the aurora. However, this item. This thing that was seen in the air, a new study published today, uh, that was August 20th, yesterday, in the Journal of Geophysics Research Letters, suggests that this might not apply to this purple shimmer of light. According to researchers at the University of Calgary in Canada and the University of California in Los Angeles, this phenomena does not contain the telltale traces of charged particles blasting through the Earth's atmosphere that auroras do. Therefore, this is not an aurora at all, but a completely and entirely different phenomenon. A mysterious and largely unexplained phenomenon that researchers researchers have now dubbed a sky glow. Not Steve anymore. Our main conclusion is is that Steve is not an aurora. Lead study and author Biagalado Lacorte, a space physicist at the University of Calgary, said in a statement. So right now we know very little about it, and that's a cool thing. Uh, to photographers and stargazers in the northern climate, Steve has been a familiar uh, night phenomenon for decades apparently, but the mysterious ribbons of light are only entered in specific literature for the first time earlier this year. Thanks largely to Steve's tracking efforts, coordinated by Facebook groups like the Alberta Aurora Chasers, writing in the Journal of Science Advances in March, researchers decided to keep the name Steve as the official nomenclature for the colorful happening. Uh, but they did change it to an acronym standing for Strong Thermal Emission Velocity Enhancement, a.k.a. Steve. Okay, so they called it Steve first and then figured out what it should stand for. Okay. Makes um, sense. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, compared to the Northern Lights, would tend to shimmer in broad bands of green, reddish, or broad, bro- ah, sorry, broad bands of green, blue, or reddish light, depending on their altitude. Steve is actually remarkably slim, usually appearing as a single ribbon of purplish white light. Uh, what this ribbon lacks is in girth, it makes up for though in length. <laughs> unlikely, <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> There's Angel going to the gutter with that one. Uh, unlike the wavy northern light, Steve appears to stab straight upwards. Here goes Angel to the gutter again. Uh, into the northern sky. That's right. Thank you for doing that. Often spanning more than 600 miles, and if you're not listening from the United States, a thousand kilometers. Uh, the study found that uh, for all its quirks, Steve seemed to look and act more like its familiar cousin, the Aurora Borealis. When the European Space Agency satellite passed directly through Steve in July of 26, instruments on board confirmed that a pipeline of incredibly fast, ridiculously hot gas was slicing through the atmosphere I'm at about sure 200 <laughs> miles above the Earth. Yeah, okay, man, stop it. You, yeah. Okay, folks, we should be censoring Angel. If you want to censor Angel or crack a joke at Angel, please call 786-245-8127. Again, 786-245-8127. Anyway, 
where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently that at about 200 miles above the Earth, the air inside Steve blazed to about 5,500 degrees Fahrenheit or 3,000 degrees Celsius. Don't ask me to do the math on that. Hotter than the air on each side, which moved at about 500 times faster. This band of hot surging gas was about 16 miles wide. On March 28th, Steve again appeared in the skies of northern Canada and happened to fall within the sight of both ground and sky-based recording equipment. Uh, in the new University of Calgary study, uh, there, the staff there uh, decided to use the data recorded at that night to further the investigation uh, and the mysterious origins. Uh, a particular mystery uh, for their new study, the team combined images taken by the network of ground-based cameras with the data collected from the ones from the NOAA administration polar orbiting uh, satellites, which were equipped with instruments capable of detecting charged particles descending through Earth's atmosphere. Contrary to the findings from Steve's published earlier this year, the satellite didn't detect any charged particles raining down towards Earth's magnetic field lines, indicating that whatever created Steve did not follow the same rules as the solar particles that create the aurora borealis. Now, this is where Angel should put in the dun-dun-dun, but who knows? Anyway, that's the wonderful, eerie uh, new things that we are going to see. Uh, funny as it is, some of my people that work for me are going to be up in the Wisconsin area uh, in the holiday weekend that's coming up, and hopefully they'll see the Aurora Borealis because it does get low enough to be able to see it. Now, at this point in time, it's a quarter to the hour, and I believe that we are obligated to do a shameless plug. I believe Angel should be performing that shameless plug, so I'm going to hopefully get him here and let him do that shameless plug. That's right. Uh, Alan, we do have a shameless plug, as we're going to have every week. This is going to be my new segment, by the way, folks. This week we have a great product that we're going to plug, 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 plug away, folks. And, uh, man, are you feeling a little older than usual these days? Older than your age? Has testosterone levels begin to... Hit a new low. Well, if you're like me, and you're looking for another way to strike back without pills, needles, or blowing hookers, which, you know, you always want to avoid. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're blowing hookers? Shouldn't it be the other way around? No, 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 no. It's blow and hookers. Let me finish. Now. Oh, blow and hookers. Correct. I thought you said blowing hookers, no, no, and I'm so like, you're, you're um, running the bit. You're, yeah. Now you're running the bit. Okay, I'll shut up. Okay, shut up. Randolph Industries brings us a new product. It's called the Prolastic Rib Enhancer. Now, this is going to take care of this little problem for you, gentlemen. Yes, that is correct. The Randolph Industries legendary product is back. The Prolastic Rib Enhancer. Now, if you call is right that from now, Jesse Randolph. Randolph Industries. Can I finish the bit? Okay, I'll shut up. Now, that is correct, folks. Call now, and we will throw in for free this dirty bottle of hand lotion, which might or might not have been actually heavily used by me, Angel, myself. But you're going to get the most important part of the product, which is the Probolactic Rib Enhancer. Also, for the first five callers, yeah, you get this box of tissues. The O is 
is because it's empty, uh, but it would make a great souvenir or a Christmas ornament uh, for the trees for your kids. Also, you can stick new tissue in there, and you know, you should tell your friends you're going into recycling. That's great. So, folks, don't forget you get these two extra gifts if you call in right now and order the Prophylactic Rib Enhancer. This product is going to take care of all your issues down below. Once again, the Prophylactic Rib Enhancer is to be worn by men, but the pleasure is always for the ladies. And if you call us now at 786-245-8127, we will stop the show just to get your order live on radio. That's again, the Prophylactic Rib Enhancer. Back to you, Alan Mark. Thank you. Okay, that's right. It's ripped for her pleasure. Uh, luckily, there's no YouTube video to watch Angel actually applying this device to himself. Um, and we are all so happy because getting a camera that with that kind of magnification would be such a difficult task. And again, uh, folks, this is from Randolph Industries. At least it wasn't Whammo or Blammo Industries, you know, from the 70s. Uh, you know, new from Ronco. It's the Dicer Slicer Circumciser. It's the Ginshu. That's right. It slices, it dices, it circumcises. It's the Ginju. That's right. Okay. Time to get rid of all the shameless plugs here, and let's talk a little bit about what other things are happening in the world today. Um there was some interesting news that I'm sure Sean's going to talk about, uh, that there might be some interesting things happening to Obama and Hillary Clinton on the horizon. Uh, not that we're trying to be a political show, but some of these things are very interesting in the conspiracy world. Actually, Angel, who did we have talking about UFOs and JFK getting assassinated because of it? Uh, Robert Morningstar, I believe. That's right. How is he doing? we got to get him on the show again. He was a great, great guest. He's I really enjoy that. Especially when he has the crickets in the background. Love that. <laughs> yes. Um, we do have some new news segments coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. We are, by the way, looking for someone who might want to be not my co-host, but one of our independent news reporters that will actually give us the news of the week in a segment on our first hour. If you guys are actually interested in that position – Hit us up on our Facebook page, which is obviously Skywatchers Radio on Facebook.com. Again, that's Skywatchers Radio on Facebook.com. I know I sound like an infomercial, folks, and I'm going to apologize for doing it uh, right now, so I'm sorry. Uh, it's just that I've had way too much caffeine today, and I feel like I am bouncing around. Um, let's see, I've already gone through shameless plugs today, what's going on in the UFO world we've done. I'm looking at my checklist, folks. Let's see, we've done a sarcastic product plug as well, too. Um, actually, here's a good thing. Um, we have to go through, I'm adding another segment in, uh, which is a good video that you could watch, whether it's on YouTube or a DVD or something we've enjoyed watching about the UFOs. Um, there's a new video, well, it's not, it's about a year old, um, a video called The Phoenix Lights Incident. Uh, 
It's actually a great, great video that uh, was made by an interesting and fascinating director that we know named Keith. And it's in, available in Blu-ray as well as regular DVD. And you can get it from their website, The Phoenix Lights Incident. Now, what makes this video interesting is this is a it's a piece of fiction based on fact. Um, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm still not sure yet. But it is a video telling the story of four dirt bikers that were actually underneath the Phoenix Lights across the mountains as the incident happened and what happens to them. Great, great, great story. I highly recommend everyone should try and find the time to watch it. I dropped my jaw when I saw it. I was just like, A, it was filmed really well, told a great story, and it's got some really, really good people involved in the project. Um, you guys really, really need to see it. It was, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it gives a very fascinating and interesting perspective on the actual true Phoenix Lights incident. Um, hang on one second, folks. Angel, do me one, do me a favor and give me one more shameless plug for half a minute. Guys, if you're feeling a little bit of a fungus between the toenails, there is a new product right out of the Randolph Industries. It, this is, uh, you know, right off the, it's off the presses. It's called Preparation, Preparation Y2 Jelly. Now, this came out back in the year 2000. Y2 Jelly was meant to kill the toe jam. So you get a little jelly to your toe jam, and it would wipe it out completely. Again, Randolph Industries is doing amazing things to the body. And if you call right now at 786-245-8127, you will get not only the petroleum jelly for your feet, you also will get custom socks that go over your feet. And we send those out with a little face on it that used to be mine. Now it's the other one, the main guy, Alan Weiler over here. His face is now on the That's sock. Me. And uh, yes, you can suck it to him, baby. That's right, from Randolph Industries. Shameless plug number two. Shout out to Jesse Randolph. Again, back to you, big dog, <laughs> Alan Weiler. Thank you, thank you. Again, by the way, the uh, DVD is actually called The Phoenix Incident, not Phoenix Lights Incident, but The Phoenix Incident. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. I'm actually sitting here with it in my hand. Uh, it's done and made by PCB Entertainment. Um, what's really, really interesting in it, it with this is uh, one of the primary cast members is a gentleman by the name of Yuri Lowenthal. For those of you who have ever heard of Ben 10, he does the voice of Ben 10. Uh, very, very famous voice actor for anime as well as for um, regular cartoons as well, too. And obviously he's done some in-front-of-the-screen acting as well, too. Uh, let's see. Dread Central actually called this Full Throttle Adrenaline-Fueled Frights. I gotta admit, there were some really good jump scares in here. Um, a thrilling, heart-pounding like, joyride. Sounds like my last date, by the way. A jump scare? Yeah, it was for jump scares. Okay. Well, were you using Blender, Tinder, Grinder? What were you using? None of the above. Not How'd you find this? 
this was it a chick with a dick? Was it? Uh, no, 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 no. But speaking of which, uh, I met her at church. You met her, you met the chick with the dick at church. No, no, she had no penis. Man, get the penis out of your brain, Jesus. Okay, so you met this you met this girl in church, and when you told her about UFOs, she ran away screaming. Um, I'm not, or I'm not she, getting it twitted. Let's just say that's I'll never not for like like molested. That's what I'm saying. What? How old was she? she? She was legal. That's all I'm saying. That's you're all. That's all you're saying is she was legal. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. So you met her in church. Was she at least screaming, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh God!" Yes, she was at one point, and uh, now there's a restraining order. But hey, continue. The really, you got to restrain. <laughs> well, all right. The, well, the priest did anyway. But go ahead. Oh, the priest did. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, speaking speaking of restraining orders, no I just bother, got my no bill. Okay. I got my bill from the TSA. <laughs> yes, yes, an- another incident with the TSA that I just got the bill for. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to go there. Um, the DV- the Blu-ray, by the way, is actually, if you have a Blu-ray player, get the Blu-ray version of this, because on the special features, it actually has over 90 minutes of evidence from the actual... Um, Phoenix Light's true incident, uh, as well as a disclosed now interviews uh, with a roundtable of very famous people actually in the UFO community talking about the incident. It's it, with the director and with the uh, some of the actors. Um, I highly, highly recommend guys watching the Phoenix incident. You can't miss it. Now. We're about three minutes to the top of the hour. I don't know if Angel's going to drop some music while we get our guest on the line. Uh, if not, I will continue talking for the next three minutes, uh, even though I don't want to because I'd like to get a drink of water. Music now, commercials, so now you're ready. Okay, you can start doing those as soon as I say the phone number again to call in to talk to, jo- uh, to Sean, and that is 786-245-245. 8127 again 786 245 8127 and now i'm going to let angel play some music TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Greetings, my name is Spud Goodman, and I am in fact a talk show host. But the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host, Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities, welcome live musical guests, present fascinating feature segments, and take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. That is messed up, yo. at the top of the hour two for our show on PSN Radio Network. You're listening to Skywatchers Radio, and uh, we actually have a real, real interesting guest on tonight uh, for our second half. Uh, as I started to say earlier, he's been involved in the whistleblower movement, uh, America's Seven Deadly Sins, Bikers Trump. He's actually got some info that he released about Pizza Pedogate, as well as uh, he was involved in Uranium One exposure, as well as wait, does that mean you are actually irradiated by Uranium One? No, never mind. Uh, he's been involved in a whole bunch of other things as well too, as a conspiracy theorist, as well as a activist and a patriot. Uh, his name is Sean, and I am actually going to let him pronounce his real last name. Sean, talk to me and say hello. Hey, Seth. How you doing, brother? Excellent. And I usually go by Alan on the show. Oh, Thank Alan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't need anybody. From, to... payback from which <laughs> name that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't need people stalking me. I'm sure Angel on the podcast will edit that out. That's fine. Maybe. So, Sean, how do you pronounce yeah. your last name properly? It's uh, Sean Bosilovic. 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 My nickname. My. Uh, Nickname for the last 30 years has been Sean Q, so you can Sean Basilovic, Sean B, Sean Q, whatever you want to, whatever's easiest for you. All right. Uh, obviously, you've been around for more than 20 years. You're a little yes. on the other side. We're not going to ask how old you are because we're <laughs> not allowed to do that. Um, but you've been around, obviously, in the conspiracy world, in the patriot world from at least 2013. But does it really go back further than that? Yeah, it goes back to the 90s. Um, my uncle and J.J. Johnson with the Libertarian Party had started a site called Sierra Times, Real News for Real American People. I actually worked on that website as the link master. Uh, my job was to gather links, news links that was going on, and uh, putting them up on the website for uh, daily news um so, I so this was way, way, way even before fake 
news was actually a real thing, you were publishing real news. Correct. Yep. Interesting. So tell us more. Tell, give us a little bit of your background, a little bit of your history, and obviously you're on the show for two reasons. Some of the things you've brought to light with conspiracy theories that have been proven to be fact, as well as a UFO that I've actually taken a look through Photoshop and some other programs, and even I can't explain, and I'm not calling Batsquatch on it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, actually, uh, the UFO stuff has actually started since May um, <clears throat> this year when I started noticing these objects and weird uh, orb-type lights. And, that you know, just really caught my attention because the way they were hovering, uh, plus being very close to my proximity, uh, that's when I decided to get the camera out, shoot some pictures, do some video, uh, just to see what's going on, try to kind of document it a little bit. And uh, that's what led me... You you know, to exposing it, I was actually driving with a coworker back from Michigan this week when, again, this same type of orb-esque light, you know, appeared, and I was able to catch it on video where it actually disappeared on video, um, and I was able to take some photos of that with some redness in it, um, and, you know, sent that off as well. Yeah, Angel, uh, please post those up because they're sitting there in our box. Continue. <laughs> Okay. You so is there anything particular? I, my, you know, I started pretty much in 2013, um, you know, with really getting involved with the, with the political side of it, really getting involved with the patriot movement at that time. Um, so if there's anything particular you want to know, you can go ahead and. Sure. Well, tell us a little bit about the whistleblowers. Well, thank you for asking. I, in 2013, I was approached by a Democratic sheriff by the name of Lance Laird and some FBI DEA officials um, and a small uh, task force. Usually every state or every county has a task force like Magnet, JNet. You know, they have their own little insider type um, task force that are made up of sheriffs, police, uh, law enforcement, different types of agencies that, that work together in special crimes, whether it's drug-related, child trafficking, different things like that, um, had approached me to do contract work with them uh, for my prior past. And and in doing so, I had created an operation called Operation Snowdrop, um, an epidemic to the solution, which I had put in there, and wrote up two different emails, one to the JNET commander that was asking to do all this, and I figured, well, I'm going to CYA. And I sat down with some of my colleagues at that time that were working on this with me. One of them happened to be a retired CIA um, operative. Um, Don't tell us his name. We want to stay on the air. 37 years. Um, and then also his son that was involved in some trouble. And they had kind of sat down with me to try to do that. My knowledge of everything, what I did is I like, all right, well, we're going to enter this under the war on drug campaign. And that's what led to the email of what I was going to require if they wanted me to do this. I was going to need some things from them and, and uh, obviously put something together. And that's what I had done. I put that together, emailed it, and uh, didn't What happened to you when it happened? Did, didn't hear anything. Uh, I actually went to a – I do trade shows, so I actually left with my partner at the time. Um, and I had woken up 
seven to 12 days later, I was woken up to CNN blasted with Edward Snowden leaving the country. Everything they were talking about was actually in my operation. Um, and it comes to find out that his program Heartbeat is actually flagged my email. Um, they were able to do that. So there's a lot of different things that happened throughout the years with that. A lot of hush hush. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, basically dismissing what was, what was going on with that. Um, it went on for a few years. In 2015, I wrote Unseen Warrior, which was a kind of a background story to what I had gone through. Um, I ended up having to go through a lot of different evaluations. People thought I was crazy. My ex had me committed and, uh, the same story told to high end psychological you know, psychiatrists and all these things uh, ended up releasing me because obviously I wasn't making up the stuff that was going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was undisputable. I was able to show the documentation. And I think it was just really out of their realm. They really just... No tinfoil you know, hats though, right? Right. There was, you know, no prescription for my tinfoil hat. Uh, you know, often I'm told to go put my tinfoil hat on. Um, but let me keep this clear. What we do is we find conspiracy, and when we can find one truth in a conspiracy, guess what, guys? It's no longer a conspiracy, and that's kind of what me and my platform, and it's a collective of people. It's just not me. It's people all around the country, all around the world trying to get rid of the governmental corruption in their countries, in, their, in our country, and trying to get you know our country back on track. And so that's kind of where that started with that with the, uh, you know, uh, Unseen Warrior and where I kind of began uh, into this. Now, afterwards, I had basically put it out to whistleblowers what I had done. Um, and it was really interesting from 2013. You see all the things that have gone on with emails and you see the things with the Democratic Party and the corruptions, the Uranium One, the Oregon standoff. And you just go through the whole list until we're here in present time of all the things that have gone on uh, throughout the years. And it's pretty interesting, you know, how we've been able to document that. And a lot of it goes back to. Uh, you know, emails, servers, uh, you know, when I presented Operation Snowdrop at the inauguration with Donald Trump, I was, you know, I was basically, I was supposed to be at the inauguration, but my PayPal was frozen. I was put in Facebook jail. Uh, I had to get somebody to help me with communications on my Facebook. Um, so there was like literally no way for me to get out of San Antonio, Texas to get there. The people that were supposed to, you know, get, you know, let me, you know, I had planned this for months. So it was not like, oh, by the way, I'm going to the inauguration. It was like months in advance planned. I had about 900 people waiting for me in D.C. Uh, that we were going to do. Bikers for Trump was there at the inauguration. They ran into some problems with, you know, Black Lives Matter. So a lot of what I had to do was look at what was going on in the news. I was I was intercepted by Secret Service at the time, and I was able to work with them and stop some of the things that some of the groups would disrupt J20. See, now this, Black- this sounds really interesting. You were in, intercepted by them, and then right. they asked you to work with them. Correct. Usually when you're intercepted, they're like, no, you're not going to do that. Right. You know, I wasn't here trying to, like, you know, do any domestic terrorism. I wasn't threatening Obama. I wasn't, you know, obviously I was for pro-Trump. 
um, you know, uh, trying to, you know, get him elected in, into office and we were very successful. You know, with, with that being said, social media during the election was such a key element to this election. And that's where we found out a lot of the fake news was going on and a lot of different things. So we but apparently to- Russia did it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't Russia buy all the space on, on social media? But wait a second, it was not Russia. If you look at the dossier that was created, that came from England. That came from the British. That dossier was created. So if anybody wants to yell and scream and kick and scream that somebody meddled with the election, let's look at England. Let's look at Britain. And uh, that that's really where that dossier came from that Hillary Clinton bought and paid for. Uh, so, uh, you know, which has all been documented and proved and all that. So with that being said, you know, we, we did a lot of work on just trying to get things out there. Uh, we tried to stop a lot of the corruption. And the only reason I got involved was, and this is the why I got involved with the whole thing, not only was, you know, where I was at an epidemic with the drugs, the drug scene. I was dealing with a particular issue with my business partner at the time in Detroit, in Dearborn, Michigan, with Iranian and Iraqi revolutionary militants that were basically slinging cocaine and using their funds to purchase weapons and uh, using those funds to put in – uh, people that were coming in from the border or coming in from America and, and their, and their operatives or their people, they were putting them in housing, they were getting them cars, but the main thing, they were buying weapons and supplying that. That's when I stepped in. I didn't look at it as like, ooh, I'm going to be a snitch or a narc or I'm going to, you know, now work for the feds and all this. Again, they came to me. I drew right. up an operation to make sure that everybody see CYA. Knowing when you're going up against the war on drugs, we you're also going up against a corrupt government. You have different corporations that are involved, different type of entities that were involved. A lot of it has to do with our own government, believe it or not. I mean, it's been documented and proven. But that's what—that's when I looked at it and said, you know what? I'm not being a snitch. I'm not being a narc. I'm being a patriot. These are terrorists selling drugs and funding their 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 um their their cell groups or the people coming in and being able to give them money, guns, places to live, and basically rapidly springboarding them into uh you know into America and getting them hidden away. Um, that's what we were trying to stop in 2013 that turned into this whole big fiasco why Snowden left. Um, and then again when I got screwed with is the night before Snowden the movie came out. I was really talking about it, and I didn't do anything wrong. I wasn't saying anything derogatory or posting anything. I actually was in my private chats, and I went into a seven-day Facebook ban for absolutely no reason at all, just talking about the movie. Uh, when I did go to the premiere, it does talk about an email that was intercepted in March, and that's what correlates with the documentation that I have provided to not only you, but to everybody in the country, including Obama administration right. and the Trump administration on January 19th. Um, and then, obviously, a few weeks later, you hear Obama tap my wires <laughs> and all these other things that were going on in the news. You that just time. lucked out. You know, wow. All I can say is, what the hell? You know, you've had a nice little roller coaster there. Um, 
obviously this is a UFO radio show, which we're going to get to in a second, but some of the other things that you've been involved with from Pizza Pedogate to, you know, you know, the drone videos, uh, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about that stuff. Well, you know, I wrote, I was invited by some of the, some of my, you know, I get some donors and I get some people that are behind me and I love every single one of you supporters out there. Everybody that's listening, you know, it's been a long ride and I love all you to pieces that have been supporting me. Australia, um, you know, the different countries that have been there, you know, supporting me, everybody in the country, my platform. I just want to sincerely tell everybody, thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. Um, if it wasn't for you, we all would not be able to do this. You know, the main thing that people got to understand is that the Patriot movement is no longer. You've got so much infiltration uh, with with left organizations that have put in provocators, triple agents, confusion agents, and things just to tear up groups. And that's really what we've seen throughout the years. And now, mainly now, going into midterm and going into 2020 election, uh, we're heavily censored. We saw what happened with Alex Jones. We see the things that are going on. I'm also censored. But to get back to what your question is, is that I rode with Bikers for Trump – uh, at the Republican National Convention, uh, right. it was awesome. Um, you know, it was really, it was really interesting to, uh, to be part of that and to be able to a week prior to that, you know, I, I put a little clip up there that me and Valentine had gotten into it with Black Lives Matter. And what did they do? They ran to the White House. Obama, the militia are coming after us. And what are we going to do? We can't take our guns to the RNC and exercise our Second Amendment. Absolutely not. You know, that's what we put a stop to. You're not bringing your guns to the Republican National Convention. That's, you know, we're not bringing our guns to the Democratic, you know, convention. So, uh, so we were able to stop oh, yeah, that. Fair trade off there. Yeah. Right. Uh, Louis Farrakhan did, uh, you know, uh, Basically, cancel his event. Black Lives Matter canceled their rally at the Republican National Convention. It was a huge win. Um, but riding around, uh, doing some different VIP parties, I was one of the ones that got a call when Alex Jones got punched in the face and we go riding over there to go save Alex Jones. And it was, you know, basically he took a look at us and he had a nice, you know, shiner on his eye. And, you know, he just basically turned around and went into his elevator and, you know, so it was kind of like, well, why did we come all the way down here? You know, um, so I was a little iffy on that, but we were there to help. And that's really what this whole thing is about is to help our country become better again. And that's really what my whole role was. Um, and then with Bikers for Trump, you know, I did my own stuff. I mean, I had my own name out there. Um, my nickname has been Sean Q since the music business. Um, on my Facebook, nine years, it's been my nickname, Sean Q. But at the Republican National Convention, I went around as Q. Um, my name is Q. And a lot of the things that was brought to my attention by a Kennedy family member was about Pizzagate. Pedogate, the child trafficking, what they were doing with the rituals, the satanic cults, the things that were going on with children, the murdering of children for uh, adrenaline, um, adrenaline grants, uh, you know, basically getting this drug that super rich people were buying and 
that was really alarming. And we actually put that out. And of course, we were told to put our tinfoil hats on. And it was all makeup. And it was even pretty funny that some guy goes running into a pizza parlor and supposedly shot it up, you know, just to cover it. But again, what is not deniable is what the Podesta emails came after the fact. Now, again, everything we did, if you look, look at what happened after we exposed it. Look at what happened when everybody Tell we us, it up. Most of us aren't going to look. Tell us what happened. A lot of the, a lot of this information, uh, Wiener's laptop, uh, came out. All the things started to kind of trickle out about DC, the pedophilia, uh, the sex trafficking. All of this information started coming out. It was kind of snowballed effect. It was like this group was doing this. This group was putting this out, you know, all because of emails and a lot of them were destroyed. Um, but what was not destroyed is we have the laptops. So again, you have, you know, what was going on? The FBI at that time was investigating Hillary Clinton. And what happened? What happened with that? Cover up. That got shut down. It's the matter. We're going to address this as a matter. Um, and it was, you know, and again, me and my beef with Comey was obviously with Operation Snowdrop. Again, he took over in 2013. You know, when the FBI came to me and I said, well, when is this going to, you know, he goes, it's up to the FBI director. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere with that. I tried contacting all the different agencies on different things that we were involved in. Um, and again, we just don't get any response. Um we're shoved off to a hotline or we're shoved off to a recording and nothing ever – we never got any agency help with any of the things that we nothing were Nothing ever materializes. Correct. I am so sorry. That's on that level, um, you know, and again with this whole – you know, with me, I just thought, oh, fuck, you know, they – excuse my language. I'm thinking, you know, they got – drones following me or there's this like you know i and look that's at where we lead into the ufos that's where we lead to the fo's so you know so for in all those years i mean basically just being you know being informative our platform putting out information and again a lot of a lot of what we were doing through the election we were three days ahead of mainstream media putting out information that they were not putting out and it was really nice to see fox get involved in hannity and we you know we really appreciate that that we have some sort of source out there that's going to report real news and that's where it's led to like these podcasts and these different things that a lot of people have done now you see a lot of people going on their own live feeds and live videos some of them are crackpots and some of them are complete some of them are some of them aren't but then you've got some of the credible ones out there that have been doing this just as long as I have. Now, I never wanted to be a video warrior. <laughs> you know, I was just not – that was just not my thing. I didn't want to be constantly attacked by the trolls all the time. And basically, you sit there and see these video warriors say one thing, and then in another video, they totally contradicted themselves or they totally make an ass out of themselves or, you know, that's just – this wasn't my route. You know, my whole route I was – to continue well, to do the things I wanted to get accomplished. Well, with, when it comes to speaking about the drones, um, you know. Oh, also, so you had said uh, usually you were three days ahead of mainstream media when reporting stuff. Um, you brought my attention, and hopefully Angel will put it up. You brought to my attention something that came across everyone and everything 
today, as a matter of fact, that was um, very shocking to me. Um, do you want to talk about that? What? Yeah. I, what, which part? What? What is it? You're... The Trump orders FBI to investigate Obama. Right. You know, well, we've been talking about that for the last year since, I mean, we've been talking about By the about way, Angel, put that one up, uh, if you don't mind, on our website. Okay. Right. Trump went to the DOJ and said, hey, you know, the people want transparency on Hillary. I mean, it's like, you know, and when he was campaigning, he said, you know, the whole thing, lock her up, lock her up, right? Be, be accountable for the crimes. Well, now with some of the information that came alight, and again, I had one of the grids. You know, I have several mini grids that were given to me by, you know. What do you, you mean by to, grids? I, I grids of our southern border, okay, going from all the way from Texas to oh, the coast. Oh, you mean images of images of grids? There are grid pin pinpointed location where there's tunnels and there's trafficking, there's camps, oh, there's right. all kinds of hot. That's we call it the hot zone. That's a whole other topic, the deep underground military bases. Uh, Correct. I mean, and they, to- we could, we might have enough time to get into that as well, too, okay. I hope. Well, and then I learned a lot of that through Phil Schneider, who was assassinated months later after revealing a lot of the different things. So, you know, again, you know, what we do and what we all should be doing is researching. And again, I've just had 25 years jump and learned at a very young age on all of this stuff. And I just keep researching it and, you know, keep putting things together and looking at what's going on in the news and looking on what's going on in reality and, you know, just trying to keep those things, you know, transparent to, to the people because we know that there's fake media. You know, it was pretty interesting. Jim Morrison had said once, the, <clears throat> Those who control the media controls the minds. You know, and this was Jim Morrison that stated that. And I find that very true to today. You know, like what CNN said, people take it for gold or sorry. What you read in the newspaper, people take that for gold. People take that for that's what it is because USA Today said it. The New York Times said it. CNN said it. So. A lot of these things is is now that we've found out, well, the mainstream media is working for elites and the left and it's controlled and they, you know, they have a special narrative. Um, that's what we try to battle through this whole thing is really just trying to get the real news to the real American people out there to get them to understand that they are being, you know, sidetracked or they are being, you know, um, basically lied to to believe something else and that's really why i'm glad our president has been able to put that out there you know that it is fake news that this didn't happen this is what's going on and it's really this point in in our our presidential history that any president has ever done that and that's what it gives me a lot of respect because i honestly believe he is for the people um you know with that being said that leads into a lot of other areas. I'm trying to stay on track. And not get All right. Well, let me ask you, here. what was this piece of news that came out to like today? Well, basically the, the, the committee's saying, Hey, you know, the, the, um, well, let me, uh, basically they want that. What happened was, is this one cat is what I wanted to get to the point one of the grids that i gave to the new mexico team in that grid is where that 
training camp where the 11 children were found naked and you had a couple of different people there and the whole thing that happened with New Mexico that was one of the grids we gave out that said go search that grid what happened that the patriots that own that property they own that property been saying hey screaming to law enforcement screaming to the FBI there's gunfire there's they got tires all around there's like a camp base here and it really they got really more excited in trying to get this out ever since the stuff that happened in Tucson. Um, so that coming to a light, all of the things right now and the evidence leading towards that is that basically Obama was in charge and responsible for uh, aiding and abetting the, this, this particular camp. Let me give you the uh, – pull up the uh, – the link or the video to it? Yeah, I had it here. Um, one second here. I've got it. That. Uh, Angel, you should have that as yeah. the last thing so, that was sent. Uh, so, yeah, you so know, this is what Congress is saying. I'm going to go for it, guys. All right. Yes. Let me, uh, you know, uh, Obama linked the terror rape camp in New Mexico desert with uh, Sija Waja, whatever his name, was keynote speaker at the DNC convention. Um, you know, that, that's something, but basically Congress demands transparency. Let me get this thing up here. Nothing wrong with giving them transparency. We'd love to get transparency, but it doesn't always happen that way. And, and let me just pull this up. I apologize. Here's just a lot of different data going around and a lot of information in a lot of different areas here. Uh, but this is one of the things that was brought to my attention earlier today. Uh, Congress demands the arrest of Hillary Clinton. Trump confirms Obama was founder of ISIS terror franchise. Department of Justice continues to refuse order to hand over incriminating evidence. So basically, they've been subpoenaed several times to turn over evidence on the whole Clinton thing and the whole Obama thing, and the DOG, DOJ is actually still non-compliant, and they're getting pissed. They, they, they've been, you know, they wanting to get this information. So now, why are we, now why are we not hearing this in mainstream media? <laughs> Who, what is the obstacle? Even Fox News is not reporting this, at least not yet. Well, I, you know, I, and that's the problem is sometimes when I go off grid, I'm not connected to a TV, not watching what mainstream's doing. A lot of times I'll watch what mainstream's doing just to see what's going on and looking at the other, um, media sites and other, my, my platform where we're constantly, I mean, we get news quicker. We were getting news quicker than Alex Jones. And, you know, it was pretty interesting how, how that went, but, I, I don't know. I that that's just what came to me. That was through Stranger Fiction News um, Network that reported that that was um, a live recording of Congress coming out and speaking. Um, so somewhere along the line, folks, some- if you want to see this video of people in Congress actually making this announcement, we actually have it up on the website. You should really visit our website at Skywatchers Radio. Dot com or on our Facebook page, Skywatchers Radio. Or, by the way, if you guys want to call in and talk to or or back up or defend or actually knock down Sean over here, our phone number is 
8127. And I think in about 15 minutes or so, we're going to open the lines up for people to call. I'm sorry, Sean. No, go ahead. Uh, So that was, you know, coming out. So that's just been a lot of hard work. We've been really trying to get this out. And it it seems like the more we've been trying to get it out over the last few years, this has been going on since 16. You know, Hillary's emails and all that corruption and all those things, you know, go back to the last administration. And, um, you know, so again, we're just keeping on with just hammering the truth. Like, oh, look at this confirms this look at this going on this goes back to 2014 goes back to 15 so that's really what a lot of our platform does is just constantly you know updating learning researching bouncing off my colleagues and i do a lot of bouncing back and forth and looking at what secret societies involved or not involved and who's in what and who's in you know and that's really what you have to realize when you're going against like what secret societies empowered today you know, what What secret society was in power? You had Hillary Clinton connected to the Skull and Bones. You had uh, Bill Clinton connected to that. Bush was connected. You know, all these different things. And that's what we have to look at is what society was in control at the time that these things were going on. So it was a pretty interesting um Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, going, going through some of the things I've given you was, you know, I sent emails to the FBI, Secret Service. They were blocked. I mean, trying to stay in communication, trying to get help from the agencies, you know, to to run a administrative process. That's what I did in 2013 is I started an administrative process and I ran it through the war on drugs campaign instead of the war on terror. I knew there was Iranian, Iraqi, you know, militants selling drugs. So what I did is, is JNet wanted this whole little thing. I tried to basically bring it in. I didn't tell them what was going on over here on the right side, you know, on this side of the, uh, what I was working on, but was working on what they wanted to work on. Basically presented to them. They all ran scared and denied even meeting with me, uh, when it was all documented. And that's, what they did, they're all scared. And why was that? Is because of their own corruption within their own little networks, politicians. It, you know, the whole thing. When you want to stop the war on drugs, you got to take out the crooked politicians. And unfortunately, that's the way it rolls. You have twisted badges, which means you know you have cops that are on the take. Right now, the cartels are leading in. You know, they're they're just putting so much. You know, it's we even saw it on the border. What's going on in Tucson? They, the the team, the research uh, search and rescue team came across big old bundles of uh, uh, marijuana, and one of them had another bundle they didn't open, and there was different color bundles, and. You know, basically, they turned it over to Border Patrol. Like, why did you do that? They're just going to turn around and give it back to the cartel and say, hey, try again on Thursday, guys. <laughs> we'll try to Send get it over. Send me a package. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but it's the temptation. You know, the guys on the border had to throw out a few guys that, you know, after they left the scene to leave it untampered, they're running back down there and putting their hands in there and stuffing handfuls of pockets full of marijuana. You know, so the temptation, if you have regular people volunteering coming across these drugs and they want to pocket it, you know, what is it doing with our local Leos or agencies and, and the corporations and the politicians? Yeah, it's hard to that, stop that from happening. When, when you can go make one drop and make $75,000, I mean, you know, that kind of money – you know, nobody can compete with it, and it, and it's and and people are obviously lured by money. So, you know, 
it's a whole gamut of things going on. My major fight right now is the sex trafficking on the border, the children trafficking. And then, like I try to tell people, you know, guys, it's not what's coming across our borders, what's leaving our border. Blonde hair, blue eyes is a high commodity. And uh, we've got documented that there's some pedo bars down in Mexico that are doing a lot of the trading. A lot of these things are being done in Mexico. Um, the hotels rented out, clubs, secret clubs, secret little things that, you know, these children are being provided for. Um, and a lot of people, what people don't realize, we're still under British merchant law. Now, what that means is, you know, yeah, slavery, what and, mean by that? well, slavery is still a commodity <laughs> under British law. So under British merchant law, we still operate off of that. We're still under the British crown. People don't realize that. Like we're still part of the crown. Um, and so slavery and, 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 and the buying of selling of people is still a commodity under British law. British merchant law is what it is. And this is why I like to tell people it's like, if you understand the constitution and the framework, we, we all operate off of a Masonic constitution the constitution was designed or built by our founding fathers who were masons so we follow a masonic constitution so by order by law you know a lot of us you know are templars by by law you know and and a lot of what's going on when you hear the cartel templars that's my biggest enemy right now and who are fighting and i'm exposing them as we speak is fraud we Templars do not agree with child trafficking, murdering of women and children, any of that nonsense. We're not against it. We're, 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 we're not part of that. We don't, you know, we're here to protect people and, you know, protect things and do things the right way. Um, and so with the cartel Templars using the MS-13 to do a lot of the dirty work, and then again, you have like, you know, Nancy Pelosi telling them that they're not animals. They're not animals. <laughs> you know, they're, they, they can, they can be fixed. No, these guys will shoot you, kill you, rob you, and traffic you quicker than Dre can say, hell yeah. And that's where, <laughs> you know, I try to tell people that. You know, I mean, and I've had death threats. I mean, I've had all kinds of things. I've battled Antifa. We've exposed Antifa. You know, everything, we've always been on top. I have, like, again, my platform, I love you. To my listeners, if you are listening and my and people who, who run with me, I love you guys. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be where we are. And it's, again, it's a collective thing. It's a collective of a lot of different people putting in efforts to try to make America great again. And that's really what... We all bought into. We want to make this country great again. We want to get rid of the, the the corruption, the deep state, the different things that are going on. But then in the middle, you've got these things flying around, and I'm sitting here going, "Well, is this a drone or is yeah, this a- yeah?" Let's let's it's jump to that. Like- <laughs> no. Uh, did you put up the photos that he sent? Yeah, us? I want you guys to see that. I want to bring it up for everybody because uh, I've had. Some UFO experts in Los Angeles, a friend of mine of 20 years, um, a couple of them. One just said it was interesting. Um, you know, hey, 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 had, well, I have a good friend, John Gillette and Brian Gray, uh, that I've known for 23 years. Actually, we did a movie called The Light in regards to alien abduction, um, and, and such things. And, um, 
you know, it, it, you know, it, it's some one says it's a light, you know, one says it's this, but again, you can't dispute when this shit looks like a floating satellite. I mean, what is that thing? Um, and it's hovering five foot above a lake, three hundred well, yards in front of me. Well, I had a chance to take a look at the images, um, and I, I got to admit, I'm a little bit curiously baffled by some of them. Um, it doesn't look like any traditional drone, to say the least, uh, in the still images. Um, the video that you gave me, though, was a little bit on the choppy side and a little bit shaky side, so I really, really can't you know, tell uh, there. The video I put in there, that's the one with me driving back from Michigan, and it was somewhere between um, – who knows? I think it was in West Virginia – I don't know where we were when, when I saw this, but you know, that same type of ball was the same type of thing that this little guy that we captured here, um, we'll just call him little guy. The little what, guy. Okay. The little guy, um, looks like a satellite and it looks like it's propelling. Um, but it's that same. Now you have to understand this thing looks like a ball of white light. And so it looks orbesque. I mean, it just definitely looks like an orb, and I got the. I'm like, I got that ass because it's like. And, I, and I'll admit to you, you're right. It does look like an orb, although the one that was hovering on the lake and it looks like there's something coming down from it, right. with the reflection in the water, looks really, really interesting to me, because right. that thing, it, it's square, and it has a protrusion on the bottom, and I'm just like, yeah, that does not look like any traditional aircraft. That I've seen. Right. So, you know, in my theory of going great, NSA's got some floating drone satellite. They're stalking you. I'm telling you, they're stalking you. Right. And then, like, I had somebody get in touch with me and say, do I know what my galactic family is? I'm like, no, I don't know what my galactic family is. Uh, You know, some said, you know, look into the Pleiadians, look into all this stuff. Guys, just to be clear, the UFO thing was never really my scene. I believe there's different things. I do believe that there is uh, other entities, obviously, you know, going back to the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. Why would I think that we're the only ones in the planet? So obviously there is shit going on, but why is it happening now? Why is it happening now with Trump wanting to build a space force and we're talking about space? Well, here's the question. I got to throw this out. Who says it's happening just now? It's been happening for ages. The thing is, is that we have access to so many cameras and so many things that are capable of recording it now, and it's not just stories anymore. Right. And and in my, in my case, I'm saying, well, why is this happening? I should say more. Why is this happening to me now? Why am I seeing these objects? You know, I'm getting ready to go travel across the country, going to the southern border, heading to Los Angeles. I know we've got a major march in September um, that I'm really excited about. Um which is uh, the anti, you know, march against uh, Petalwood. There's a huge organizer, Kai, just really excited to uh, uh, be part of that. We've also got BOP on the border, veterans on patrol. These guys have been turning and burning. You know, they've been at it almost three months now. And a lot of the stuff happened in the beginning. Oh, it's a hoax. And, you know, Craig Sawyer came out and said, you know, it's a hoax and it wasn't what it was. But it's undisputed evidence. What we look at is factual stuff. When we take a conspiracy, we look at the facts. We look at what's going on. 
and we we analyze it. And a lot of us analyze the data that comes in. And uh, you said said something earlier about uh, bat uh, bat squatch. Bat squatch. Yeah, I love that. I got a kick out of that because a lot of stuff that comes across our channels or my desk is like bat squatch. This is just bullshit, you know. But then a lot of it is true, and then we get a lot of uh, different. Uh, you know, people, and here's the interesting thing on what built my platform was I was pretty much going up and saying whatever the hell I wanted on social media, exercising my free white, my, my, my free speech. So I was exposing corrupt secret societies and exposing this and exposing the left and exposing Obama, and exposing Hillary, you know, and had no problem doing that. But what ended up happening was a lot of the shit was like getting too deep, you know, like, you know, like people were telling me, you know, way too much information. You need to calm down. You need to stand down. You need to step away. And I don't come and get you. They're going to find you. And and it's all these drones that are chasing you now. Yeah. And you know what? And I say, you know what? I'm going to still stick my finger up in the air and say, fuck your new world order. And the reason I say that is, is, we're not going to stop. We, we, the people, are more powerful than those in office. And, you know, and now that you see what Trump has done, eliminating people's, you know, uh, security clearances and exposing a lot of different things as well. So that's what has to do with another group that I work with, with QAnon and, and different things, is that we had that exclusivity via the White House, via to the people. And it's really just a collective of people trying to get out the real information. As much as we try to put it out, of course, we can, we, you know, what people don't realize, we're going up against billionaires. I mean, it's not easy to go against the establishment when they could just throw money out of airway or dismiss the story or try to, you know, again, what happens to a lot of us is they try to, you know, discredit your character, discredit your, your personality, who you are, or try to throw your past at you, or try to do right. all these different things. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what happens in politics. You know, you're going to try to smear the opposition so that way you can win. Well, my name cannot be drugged through the mud any more than it has. And there's nothing more anybody can say about me. And that's where I just – It's early. We can think of some things to say. Of course. But, you know, in the interim, you know, I just stand my ground and I just keep moving forward, keep my head up. And and, and I thank my team, my wonderful people, and you all know who you are. And you guys all work hard at what you do. A lot of people – you know, hated their day job, but, you know, they hated their boss. You know, Obama was their boss. You know, they had, a lot of them had to answer to Hillary Clinton and a lot of uh, Loretta Lynch and, and uh, Director Comey. Um, and that's what leads to some of the files I gave you on the new stuff on Jitifa, uh in regards to uh, uh, Angel Marcos and the, and the fake CIA badges. There was about 500 of them made. And, uh, what they were, what they've been doing, you know, we've had, you know, the, and a lot of this stuff goes all the way back to prior to 1800s and, and a lot of different things. And that's what makes it interesting. Wait, how does the CIA go back to pre 1800s? Not the CIA. What I mean is, is a lot of the secret societies go back prior to the 1800s. The CIA was designed in, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, to protect the people, but, you know, when, when they started to actually go 
more towards uh, their own running their own program. And then you've got the left that was in charge and, and, and giving direction and order to them. You know, a lot of different things, uh, you know, the black operations and all the different things that have, have gone on. I don't want to go through each and every one of them at this moment, but, you know, we can definitely pick up another conversation on that. But yeah, so now I've got, you know, drones or these little orbs or these little flying things that have appeared since May. This has been going on personally in my life. I did document it. I did put it out there. And I really thank you guys for taking a look at it and bringing me onto the show to say, hey, there's something here. It's not just, you know, a figment of my imagination. Yeah, I got to say, it doesn't look like your imagination. Um, I can't identify what it is, but it might be something governmental or it might not be. I just don't know. Right. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I can't, I I don't know what it is, folks. Uh, If you'd like to comment on what it is or what you think it might be, do me a favor, take a look and then give us a call. Which reminds me, our phone number again is 786-245-8127. Again, 786-245-8127. And by the way, we are opening the lines up. We're a little bit later than the quarter two, but we will take people if they want to call in and talk to Sean here and you know, go over some of the things that he's talked about or enlighten us on other things we want to look at that he should be investigating himself. Now, tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, so you you were driving and you caught this and then you were standing out by a lake and you caught this? Yeah, um, the, the first series that took place with that little, I call him the little guy, um, then there was another picture of a white, that white, um, like orb-esque, uh, above a tree line um that was at my children's house when i went to visit them i came out to have a cigarette like i normally do and caught this white thing hovering um you know and that's when i began to film that um then there's one with now the, the one with the red dot was really really weird because it was hovering it sounded and it sounded like a drone like a high wind high pitch you know, uh, you know how to ex- describe it, and then it just took off from my house, hovering above where I was, and then it just flew off, and that's where it hit the tree line. And that's when I took a picture of it to see what the hell it was, because it was really tiny. It wasn't a big one. That's when it right. had that red, that that red orb esque light on it. Um, and then obviously blowing it up, you just can't really, you know. So my thought was, well, maybe they have these defense mechanisms. To somebody was telling me. Just recently, uh, it might have been you when I talked to you on the phone, Alan, um, in regards that they have a photo reflector something defense. Yeah, chromatic, chromatic, uh, camouflage, optical chromatic camouflage. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Um, it's a big word. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, if you have a problem with big words. No, I, I just I couldn't. I, I I forgot what it was to be able to pronounce it. So that's what I thought. You know, I thought that this was some sort of defense. Uh, but then again, why were you know why are they following me or what was the thing? Um, and you know, and then looking at what happened recently with the Venezuelan um, president that had the assassination attempt. Uh, going back to the slaughter bots, you know, uh, where they're doing facial recognition. They've got some slaughter sort of – Slaughter bots? Have you heard okay. of them? No, I haven't heard of slaughter bots. 
Well, I will, when we get off the phone, I will definitely, and I'll, well, I think when I first put it up there after that, it was censored and taken down, but I will give you a seven minute presentation on slaughter bots. Um, Obama. Okay, folks, that's definitely going to be a fun one for me to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> slaughter bots coming to you soon. Does it bring blown hookers? <laughs> I wish <Right>. they did. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it's just, you know, again, I appreciate you guys for bringing me on and looking at the uh, images that I sent in. Um, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to the people listening that are on my crew that run with me to say, you know what, then there's something obviously there um, that we can look into more. Um, you know, I don't know. We don't know what the defense, we don't know what they've been building. We don't know a lot of the technology that's obviously classified and top secret that hasn't oh, yeah. been. Oh, yeah, we'll never, yeah, there's stuff that, you know, we are definitely in real life. Um, we're really in life about, government is probably easily 30 to 50 years more advanced than the technology we see in the public. Right. So whatever that little creature is or that little guy that I call him, that's definitely something, you know, if it is of our government, it is definitely very new. I'm going to call. I'm going to say it's an NSA satellite. Obviously, you can record uh, transmissions. Um, no, if it's a satellite, it would be way up in space, not floating. Well, I'm talking around. about like a floating drone type thing, listening device, maybe, or a camera attached to it. Or, but again, I'm not going to speculate because I really don't know. To me, I'm just going to classify it as a UFO. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, you know, you're not the only one. I've had, you know, a few of the experts say, "What is that? It's interesting. It's definitely." Um, you know, it's, nobody's seen it before. So, uh, with that being said, um, you know, we're just, my whole thing, I'm getting ready to, uh, you know, uh, drive across the country. I'm going to be getting a special camera. I'm going to be having one of my cameramen in LA help me set that up for night shooting just in case. Just in case. Okay. Just in case we encounter. And I'll actually have a witness with me, hopefully. Um, let me see here. One was right by Lake Norman. Okay, I was just getting a text message. Um, right. About Lake Norman. I think he went about that in the beginning of his segment that he had called it um, Sasquatch or something like Bat that. Batsquatch. Batsquatch. So. No, no, uh, no. I, 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 no. I said the stuff that the videos that the stuff that you given me and that we. No, no, no. I'm talking about Lake Norman in North Carolina. The very oh, first that Lake ever. Norman video. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm thinking that's the Goodyear blimp. I'm thinking it's something else. I don't think that's real, especially the way that this guy was recording it and right. stopped recording rather quickly. Yeah. Now I, there is in the information I gave you. If you guys want to take a look at it real quick while I'm here, I captured this thing. It's it looked like again a white orb esque, and it was following or it was like you know basically hovering along the side as we were driving. When I got out to film, it kind of did a little dance and it was kind of moving around, and then it completely disappeared. And I was able to catch 
photos of it before I ran video. It's usually what I do. I try to shoot it real fast with video uh, with a with a picture, and then right. I'll flick it on a video and try to capture what I'm. So that way, it's like here it is in the picture form, and here it is in a video form. So that way, you know. And I've learned a lot from a lot of people throughout the years on how to document things and stuff like that, and some of the movies I've been involved in, some of the things I've. Uh, you know, been involved with over the years in Hollywood. You definitely get around, yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> um, one side of the country to the other, which makes me pretty diverse. You know, it makes me pretty, you know, that's, that's one of the things I love is that I could be here and I could be there. If something goes on, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually close by. Uh, but again, I will be, you know, hopefully, uh, in this trip, if I come across anything, I will definitely, uh, shoot it to you guys first. Uh, so you can analyze it and have time to analyze it before your next show. And um, and I do appreciate you. I'm not sure how much time is left on your show here. Uh, we've got about four minutes left. Uh, okay. Are there any shameless plugs you want to give to any websites that you that you pass over and transpire and do things on? No, I'm not really part of that. But if there's any callers out there, anybody that you've known, light up your um, call line. Maybe take a call. Would be well. Let's see. I think we got Angel screening some of the calls to make sure we don't have the fanatics and the crazies and the no NSA. Trolls. Yeah, no, you know, trolls. You know, so we're we're trying to prevent that from happening uh, and you know harassing you. You know, we know you're wanted by the government. I love the harassment. It keeps me on my toes. It lets me know that my haters, the more haters I have, means the more I'm doing right, you know? It's always Uh the way I always looked at everything. Well, if you guys want to call in, by the way, 786-245-8127. Sorry, I interrupted you there, Sean. Continue. Oh, no problem. No problem. Is there anything else you'd like to know or any other questions I can answer well, for I, d- I do see that you did list here in some of the things about you that you have 25 years now of history research uh, yes. from everything from secret, society, secret societies to Freemasons to Bilderberg groups to J20. Now, you said you got involved really in 2013, but you're telling me 25 years. Um, you know, Where's what made you way back then get involved or well, go into looking at it? Well, I mean, basically at a very young age, I had um, family that really were into that kind of stuff. And I learned at a very young age. I took an oath when I was really young about, you know, you know, being part of the militia groups and, you know, then that has such a big controversial thing. And really what I try to tell everybody is you're an able body being per the constitution. That means you can, if you want to go out to a rally or you want to get involved or if you want to donate or if you just want to be a keyboard warrior or a video warrior, do your part. It's called being an able body being. And that's what I started a long time ago. I was basically, this was my schooling. Um, I was on my own at a very young age. I had been, it was taken under the wing by a lot of uh, older people. Um, so I learned all this at a very young age, 13, 14. Oh, so you actually got pedoed because, yeah, I actually got pedoed with this information. Um, and I took it and I understood what the committee of 300 was, the Illuminati, the Freemasons and how all this, you know, and, and, and really I was really into history at a young age. So, uh, I did a lot of this research on my own and a lot of stuff was given to me. And, um, you know, as the years gone on and on and on, I just, you know, 
started educating people, started talking about it. It's the right. things that people don't talk about. People don't talk about, you know, you know, the, the different things. What I started capturing, what I started, you know, banging on is that no secret society, no political party is above law and constitution. And just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean that you can do whatever the hell you want to do. And you're Amen. not, you know, and that's, that's what I try to instill in people. And so, of course, I get a lot of people that try to infiltrate me or try to take me down or, you know, try to discredit me or call me a meth head and call me a drug addict and, you know, whatever these things are, you know, I've been attacked on different levels, but I just keep going because it's like, again, the truth will always come out in the end. You know, if I was right, or if I was wrong, if I was wrong, I promptly admit it. Like, you know what? Yeah, I was wrong about that. Or I was wrong about this uh, topic. Or I've had to recant a couple statements where I jumped the gun uh, on things. And that was just my own personal emotion on it. But, you know, I was wrong. Um, but it's very far and few that I am wrong. You know, and that's what's interesting is that I'm actually able to uh, deliver a lot of things. So what I use social media for is I built, it was normal. Uh, my Facebook was actually pretty normal. Kids, wife, your stupid little post you put up, you know, oh, you know, I'm, you know, blow drying my hair, jacking off today, going out over here, you know, whatever it was. It was really after that happened to me where I was Shanghai by the government in 2013 and Edward Snowden left and all of these different things. Anybody out there want to call in? This is your time to rise and shine. So did I answer your question on that about the 25 years? Does that yeah, clarify yeah, that for you? That's okay. definitely a good start. What are you currently focused on uh, in the world of conspiracies and now, obviously, UFOs since they're chasing you? My whole thing right now, which people know, is I'm working on the sex trafficking of children right now, the southern border, getting border security. Uh, right, now, you know, a good thing is, is that we were able to, with the direct connections to the White House, you know, we were able to get Donald Trump to sign an executive writ to get the Department of Defense to work with Homeland Security on border security. Uh, that's huge. So really what we're waiting for is to get some sort of tangible evidence so that way what we're working on is trying to get an emergency military order to the border right now. Uh, because of all the trafficking, all the, 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 what we call hot spots of the border, there's places, guys, on the border that doesn't even have a fence. I mean, there's miles and miles of stretch of just, you know, you could basically step over, you know, and you're, you're, you're in, you're in the United States. Um, I'm working really heavily on that. I'm working with some elite groups. I'm working with some of the groups that are down at the border in Tucson. I'm working with some people in North New Mexico and I have some new stuff that just came alight. I've been sharing this since last year about, who owns Mesquite Mining, C-Mix Company? You know, we know that Tucson has the the, the Mayor Rothschild. Um, you know, some of the things that they were going on the last two months. Um, you know, they found bodies, graves, uh, bundles of drugs, corridors with with children stuff. They actually found a playground in the middle of the desert, guys, on a on a trafficked corridor. Um, 
So you get the coyotes and then you have the cartel spotters and you have a lot of things going on. So these guys that are on the border of VOP down there, they've actually been able to derail a lot of the cartel activity. Now, uh, but there's, they have no legal standing though. They're just veterans on patrol. They're, they have no authority to detain, shoot, chase after anybody, do they? Well, they don't, but it is, again, they are on American soil. You do have your constitutional right to, to defend yourself You didn't exercise your Second Amendment. Um, no, they, do they have the right to shoot anybody? No. Do they have the right to detain? Absolutely. They can actually detain uh, – that's – Felonies that are being committed on U.S. soil, um, as you can do a citizen's arrest. But they're so dialed in. They're dialed into Border Patrol. They're dialed into uh, different things. So when they see things going on and doing things, they're able to get on the phone. Um, here's another cool thing I just learned today is that they actually have – over 80 acres, if not more, of private ranchers and people on the border that have opened up their property to VOP to actually camp out. And, you know, they're, they're saying, hey, let's get these, you know, they want to, a lot of people are getting involved. See, what people don't realize is that a lot of the people were bought off, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the properties that surround sur- um, surround the border a lot of those people were bought off by the cartels you know turn of eye blind you know or they were using their property to stage to get rounded up pickups from <clears throat> different transportation uh, a lot of them are using semis you know different types of trucks um, and uh, so with that being said, you know, they're actually op- – a lot of people open up their properties to BOP. So it's really interesting to see what's going on. This is a three-year operation. We are three months into the first phase of that. Um, at some point in time, I will be joining them at the border um, to actually give out some more grids. And my whole thought is to – what I've been trying to brief them on is we need some live video of some actual real shit going on. Well, Not that they, have what they haven't had any real cell phone stuff. service out there on the border as well. Now, What's when that? you say you're, is there enough cell phone service for them to do live video? Is, is yeah, the they're doing live videos. There's a lot of stuff they're videoing that they haven't put out yet. They've actually got some drone footage in the last couple of days. Um, they've been seeing, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that, a lot of military helicopters. So I think, you know, the message has gotten to the White House. I know they, they, you know, they, they've been a little optimistic that the White House isn't working with them. Uh, but, but they are. Um, what they need to do is actually go down. I mean, they're getting ready to go to the border. They're getting ready to go down into some mines and go into some of these tunnels. That's what's really exciting. I wish I could be there for that, but I've got some things going on that I got to take care of in my life on some work issues, or I would be, you know, one of the first ones to go down into these tunnels and, and to see what we find. Um, All right. Now, I, I got to throw in the next question. Sure. Uh, where I'm sorry for interrupting, but you know, we'll talk about the tunnels. Where is where are you getting these grids from? Where do you find this information of, or who's? I know you don't want to disclose your source. Actually, I'll be glad to expose. I have a lot of people on my platform. A lot of people when I'm traveling meet up with me, or if I'm in a particular state and city, and I put that out there, a lot of people PM me privately. The information of the grids came from a retired 27-year Army 
disabled veteran uh, that gave me the grid coordinates to what was going on that has been pretty much hush-hush. It's not classified, like he said. It's been put out there, but nobody really put it out there as far as none of the mainstreams, none of the evidence. So it's not a classified information that he gave me. It's known information, but here's the information to help us along our way to find what we're looking for. Okay. All right. Very cool. All right. And, um, and that's what we, you know, when you put five years into this, you know, I built a platform with people around the country. So I get information from Australia. I get information from England. You know, I'm constantly getting barraged with a lot of information. Over the last year since the, since the inauguration, I pulled out of a lot of the groups I was with, a lot of different things I was doing because of the trolls, shrills, uh, you know, infiltrators, provocators, paid, you know. I just don't have time to battle them anymore. What percentage would you say are infiltrators at this I point? would say probably right now it's, it's like 2%. Oh, and it's pretty easy to spot now because they're the ones sitting there, you know, that will get into a group, be there for a month or two, and then start disrupting it or start causing problems. Right now on the East Coast, there's a major thing going on with people that we have brought in. It's an eight-month issue right now, and now it's gotten to the point where people are threatening lives. Um, the feds have been brought into it. These are, you know, people I know. Uh, the same infiltrators that were video warriors that are now, you know, threatening, um, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's pretty crazy. That's why I try, you know, the Patriot movement's dead. You know, that's what I've been trying to tell people for a while. It's, you know, that's what I tried to do in January is reset the Patriot movement, restart it. But it's just too much, you know. The you know, if we can ever get united, and that's the whole goal of the opposition is for us to not get united. So they're getting exactly what they want to do is for us not to be united and be together as 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 a country. You know, then you got the three percenters, and then you got militia groups, and then you got this group and that group, and then this video wars trying to do that. You know, so it's basically a clusterfuck mess, and that's what I was trying to work on was trying to get it under one nonprofit organization or one organization where you had voted in leadership, you had voted right. in this, the funds were going to help this and that and that. But I was saying this, and this is what they asked me to do, and what I mean by that, I have a few cabinet members in the White House that speak to me regularly. Um, you know, with Sean, you got to do this, this is, you know, we need to get this organization, that way the White House can recognize it, and this is, you know, because right now it's only been bikers for Trump and the Patriots, you know, wouldn't it be nice to say, and this group and, you know, uh, to help. And the problem is, is that there's so much dysfunction in the groups that we can never get organized. And the minute that we can get organized, that's when shit's going to change. But I realized that earlier on, there was a list that went around earlier on this year, um, uh, of just you know, and it just it shows that you know these people's behaviors and actions within these groups have just really been there to infiltrate and disrupt the groups, cause divide, arguments with this, you know, um, you know, and that's the main problem it's having. And I wish to God we can correct that, but I don't know if there's ever going to be a light to that. I think it's going to take just like with everything else a major catastrophe for everybody to come together like look at 9-11 everybody came together <laughs> you know no, uh, you're right. and 
I don't want it to get to the point where we need a a uh, a critical mass event. Exactly for every everybody to you know put the bullshit aside and say okay we're gonna get together, and unfortunately, the way things are going, that's what's gonna end up happening. You know, obviously, um, you know, it just just will never be any unity at this point, and it's sad to say that because I really believe in that, and I really believe in our country, and I really believe in America's society. That we can actually do this, but it's just you got one too many different opinions, too many chiefs, and not you know, not enough Indians, and you know these are the problems that come throughout the groups. Now there are some solid groups out there. I want to give a shout out to the to the Michigan um, Wolverine Militia Group, Southeastern Volunteer Group are on top of it. Uh, they organize, they get together, they they do a lot of different things. So there are some really good. Um, groups, uh, Pennsylvania Lightfoot, I want to give a shout out to them. Those guys are getting their self organized, getting together. Um, you know, <clears throat> but the problem is, is like how it's been since the nineties is that you get going, you know, and you get an organization and you start going, it always and something ends up happening where it's just dismantled or it's taken down or self destruct within. Hmm. Very fascinating. Well, we're just about to hit the quarter after the hour mark, folks. Unfortunately, we didn't have anybody call in, but I'm sure that if we do have anybody text in or message us, we will happily be forwarding those questions and things over to you for you to choose whether to answer or not. Um, and I really, really do appreciate you being on our show. Thank you. Um, you you've been an interesting guest, to say the least. Uh, we got to figure out if it's the government's UFOs chasing you or someone else's UFOs chasing you. <laughs> and uh, nice. for those of you that want to, again, you could find those pictures and videos on skywatchersradio.com or on our Facebook page at Skywatchers Radio on Facebook itself. Uh, we're going to close the show with uh, Sean here, Angel saying goodnight, as well as me saying goodnight. And uh, who do we have coming up next on the network, uh, Angel? The Spud Goodman Show with your host, Spud Goodman. <laughs> you would think there would be a different name when it's, it's the Spud Goodman Show with Bob. Never is going to happen that way, you know? Anyway, folks, listen, it's been great. Keep your eyes to the skies while you're listening to conspiracy theories on our show or other shows because nobody in mainstream media shows you or tells you the truth. I'm signing off. This was Alan Weiler, my producer, Angel Espino, and Sean, I will I will never pronounce his name properly. Sean B. We'll just call him Sean B. Or Sean Q. Sean Q. There we go. Sean Q. (laughs) Sean Q. Public um, was on the show. Everybody, I look forward to talking with you guys and you guys listening next week where we will have another entertaining, interesting, fascinating guest. 